Hello, and welcome to the latest Packaging Europe podcast. My name is Frances Butler, and this month's focus is on C-Lab Europe, a collaboration of the self-adhesive label value chain, aiming to create greater circularity by promoting the recycling of release liner and matrix in Europe. With me today is Ofridi Gordo, Project Coordinator at C-Lab Europe, Ralph Drake from Herma, also Chairman of C-Lab Europe, and Marika Knorr of CCL, also communication workstream leader at C-Lab Europe. We'll be discussing the inspiration behind the collaboration, the advances and challenges around current recycling solutions, and how brand owners could play an important part in future plans. Welcome, everyone. So thank you so much for joining the podcast today. To start with, I would like to ask Afili, uh, how did C-Lab Europe start and what inspired you to take part? Hello, yes, so thanks for the question. Um, so C-Lab was really created three years ago in March 2020, and it was it started as an initiative of the four main label stock producers in Europe and FINAT, which is a label association in Europe. And uh, the idea was really to create a sustainable self-adhesive labeling industry. Uh, so C-Lab was created as a consortium of companies from the value chain of this industry. And then uh, we decided to collaborate together to offer solutions for the collection and recycling of the matrix and, uh, and the release liner. So C-Lab is uh, hosted by FINAT, the association, and needed a neutral body to manage the project. Uh, which I'm doing as an independent consultant in uh, sustainable packaging in connection with uh, Grammar Holder, which is a project advisor and has founded a similar consortium uh, called CFLEX. So this is how it started uh, with uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the main uh, engaged companies, Finat as an association and uh, consulting uh, support to, to manage the project. Great, thank you. Um... So, Ralph, would you be able to explain what the matrix and release liner are and what the biggest challenges are when it comes to recycling them? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, it, I think it's important to understand that self-adhesive uh, labels and, and material um, where the labels are made from are uh, created out of three layers. It's the label material as such with the paper and uh, filmic materials then the adhesive, which make the labels uh, sticky, and the siliconized release liner, um, which uh, um, covers the, the adhesive. Yeah, And normally these materials and labels are roll-shaped and uh, automatic dispended uh, in application process on the products or the packaging. The release liner um, is, let's say, the coverage of the adhesive until the labels are used uh, in the application process. But it's not only that, it's also uh, a transport band for, for the labels in the application process. And it's also a major technical processing layer in the production process of both uh, producing self-adhesive labels and materials. The matrix is um, it's a little bit more complicated. If you um, create labels, um, they are uh, shaped in, in different shapes and, and die-cutted in, in a printing machine. And the material between the labels 
um, which are not uh, a part of the shape of the labels has to be removed after the die cutting. And uh, it's, let's say, a sticky material which don't belong to the shaped labels. So this leftover material is collected, road shaped or crushed um, and has to be disposed or recycled. The biggest challenges in uh, recycling used release liner and, and, and matrix uh, is that these material are, let's say, a mix of materials. When we have a look on release liner, the release liners are covered with silicone and the silicone has, uh, in, in most cases, be removed from the release liner. And when, when we talk about paper release liner, we cannot simply recycle this material within the normal paper recycling stream. The fibers are very high quality paper fibers, but they are more difficult to uh, be solved out of the, uh, the release liner. So it takes a, a special process. And so th therefore it has to be recycled separate from let's say normal uh, recycling paper or paper which is collected from um, uh, uh, the people or households. And the matrix is uh, quite similar. Also there we have the mixture from a, a, a web-shaped uh, label material, paper-based or filmic-based, uh, with the adhesive uh, on this material. And it's very dense, and uh, we have uh, to separate that. It's very, you need very big efforts to to win paper fibers on one side, or to find the recycling work streams for the filmic matrix and to make a cost-effective recycling solution out of that. Oh, thank you very much for that explanation. Mm -hmm. Marika uh, and Ralph as well, you both work for major players in the label industry. So how important is cross-company collaboration in initiatives like this? Well, um, so my role at CCL in the past three years has been head of sustainability and communication. Um, within that role, looking and managing our sustainability network is one of my um, key things that I do day to day. And um, CCL Label, as one of the largest producers of labels in the world, of course, was looking to collaborate along the whole value chain because I think that uh, collaboration, cross-industry collaboration is not only important, but key to move from an actual uh, linear system to a circular system, which is kind of a revolution because this is like really totally new and needs to be embedded along the whole value chain because literally nobody can do it by themselves. You need upstream, you need collaboration, you need collaboration downstream, because you need the recyclers, you need all the manufacturers, and you need the label users in the end to all get together to create a model that actually works. And I think it's like a really nice and like also great achievement that not only um, see people along the whole value chain or companies come together, but also direct competition, for example, because uh, somebody put it like really nicely at a conference once, um, it's really important to uh, collaborate in the red zone to be able to compete in the green zone again. And that's essentially what it's all about. Yeah, I think uh, everything is said. Uh, to, to sum this up, maybe um, I think it's clear a common effort uh, is needed, uh, needed to make this process uh, more sustainability 
within the whole industry and also together with stakeholders which are not part of the industry like transport companies and collectors and recycling companies. Thank you very much. And actually, uh, I wanted to ask uh, Feely, since C-Lab Europe started in early 2020, uh, what have been the major findings so far? Well, a lot has been done in the last three years. Um, okay, first, uh, we allocated some time to set up the consortium, but we started really the, the work right away uh, through the work streams, who are really uh, uh, member participants um, doing and organizing the work. Uh, but just to highlight the main achievements, um, I would like to uh, to say that we have created heat maps uh, of the material to understand where the material is and in which quantity, and also uh, by sector. So we have a good understanding now on uh, where the material is, and also hotspots in the main countries to really understand where there are concentration of the of the material, and that really helps uh, collectors and the recyclers. Uh, to build some uh, yeah, proposals, let's say, and, and business model. Uh, then we have as well identified the recyclers and collectors that uh, are handling the material, uh, but also engage with potential new ones uh, to, facil- to facilitate the development of, of new solutions. And uh, all that work can be seen on the interactive map on the C-Lab website, uh, where we have all the solution providers. So very uh, accessible to anyone who wants to be connected with um, the, the players. We have as well established a reliable way to assess the recycling rate and the progress that we are making on the paper line of recycling. So, and that was done by doing a survey with all the identified recyclers. Uh, so that was also key to, yeah, to measure our progress. On the regulatory side, we have uh, as well a good understanding now of all the regulation related to the recycling liner uh, of the liner, sorry, and the matrix. And that will be summarized in a document that could be accessible uh, so to members, but also like maybe a, a smaller version to the non-members. And then, uh, so to speak about the matrix recycling, we started the work, still ongoing. Uh, but we have a good number of uh, of solutions in the pipeline that are being evaluated by the work stream. And uh, we continue to search for uh, new recycling solutions uh, with the help of a third party. So a lot has been done, but uh, we need to achieve more, of course, because we, we need to uh, achieve uh, 75% of recycling uh, by 2025, which is almost tomorrow. And this is also why we need, uh, you know, more members to join, uh, because we need to have uh, like more funding to to finance more uh, all the project that has been identified. So that's a call to uh, anybody from the value chain to join and, and support this uh, this project. Thank you for that information, Abini. It sounds like there's certainly lots happening in that area. Uh, Marika, how does collaboration work in practice across? the project and also in different countries? Um, Sure. So I think, first of all, it's very important to understand that C-Lab actually took off during the pandemic. So, of course, we were limited to video meetings at first, and these were most frequently carried out within the different work streams. There are different work streams from data mining to logistics, 
recycling solutions, legal framework, and communication. And they hold regularly online meetings to drive the developments forward and to ensure that all members are informed. But then, like the, let's say, what came out of these work streams, that is presented in the general meetings so that everybody knows exactly what's going on. And of course, Ophelie um, is like the binding uh, link between all of these work streams and uh, ensures that the, let's say, information exchange is guaranteed. It's not so long ago that we uh, were able to get together for the first time in person. That was in, in Barcelona in November. Um, and I really think it's uh, amazing how well it worked for people getting together and forming a consortium who had not, at least most of them, not worked together in the past. Um, then if you look at the international level, um, because we also have you know, the North American branch, to ensure alignment, we hold regular calls with them and uh, make sure that we are aligned on key messages and who does what to create synergies. So all in all, I would say it's really a pretty straightforward approach on collaboration, and it has worked really well taking into consideration the obstacles that we were facing in the beginning. Oh, definitely. Thank you, Marika. Um, so going back to Afili, I understand that C-Lab is established in Europe and North America and is currently being discussed in relation to China and Latin America. So what level are the discussions at currently? And if CLAB does expand, then what knowledge from the current projects would you take forward into new ones? Yeah, so as you said, uh, CLAB exists in North America as well. So it has been uh, seen as a global initiative uh, which aims to have um, other um, yeah, regions involved. Uh, but it is regionally led. Yeah? So each region is responsible to organize um, and to, to adapt to the regional specificities, let's say. So as you said, so in China, uh, it has been uh, yeah, discussed and it's still a, a work in progress for now. Um, yeah, they operate a little bit different with different uh, specificities, let's say. So it's not uh, not yet kicked off, let's say. But there have been uh, many discussions, so uh, it might come uh, soon. For Latin America, a few companies express their uh, interest uh, to form uh, a CLAB branch. So for now, they, we decided that they will join North America until they are... Uh, enough companies uh, to join and found a, a regional C-Lab. So uh, that's about it for, for now on the region. And you ask about uh, like the knowledge trans transfer, right? So all the like organizational work, like the structure of the consortium, the ways of working, uh, like we, we have set up a governance agreement, uh, meeting guiding principles, you know, to comply with the uh, EU competition law, uh, that can be easily um, used and adapted uh, to form a new regional uh, CLAB. Um, also, the idea, you know, to have an interactive map, not only the idea, but also like the setup of the interactive map can be uh, copy-pasted uh, to promote the local solutions. And yeah, so I said, so each region has uh, its specificities, uh, like its own legacy, uh, infrastructure, 
legislations and they will need to adapt based on this. That's really interesting to know that it's kind of managed regionally and to see how that might uh, pan out in the future. Uh, Marika, in your experience as communication workstream leader, what are the main achievements and challenges being discussed across the label value chain? Well, if you want to move away maybe from, from liner and matrix uh, for a second um, to maybe the bigger picture, because liner and matrix are like an important part of the label industry, but of course not, you know, not, not the only thing. I think that the main achievements um, have been label innovations that really enable the recycling of the primary packaging. There's been a lot of work going on here to redesign the labels so that they really perform well in recycling. And also designed for recycling guidelines have been established, for example, and recycled content is being integrated in the labels, but also in the liner. Still, of course, there are challenges ahead. Everyone is discussing the potential effects of the new packaging and packaging waste regulation, for example. That's like a big thing that will really like foster the discussion in the next couple of months and also years to come. Um, because not much is, is really known yet what's really going to happen with that. But of course, the indications are already there. Also, reduction, of course, of the carbon emissions of the whole industry of um, production, but also the, the product itself. That's going to uh, be a big challenge ahead. And uh, let's say the improvement, the always discussed improvement of the collection and the sorting, because without collection and sorting, there's no recycling. So I think those are mainly the dominant topics around labels, also labels that end up in household waste. And yeah, it's going to be a couple of interesting years in the next, uh, let's say the next five years within the label industry. Hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, Ralph, I know you mentioned earlier, actually. So on the C-Lab website, you have an interactive map where people can see the available solutions for the uh, release liner and matrix recycling. And I understand that the C-Lab is also working on validating additional solutions. So what does that process involve? Yeah, the first step, of course, uh, is very important uh, to screen the European-wide market for companies and technologies which may be able to recycle uh, release liner um, or matrix um, because we have to find more companies and more technologies and more opportunities to do that. In the second step, of course, we go into discussing uh, discussion with those companies to show on one side the potential of being involved in the value stream of our industry and to evaluate how to make their technology applicable to a release liner and a matrix recycling. Then next step would be making pilots and, and, and trials with those companies to evaluate the solutions and yeah, qualify them um, as, as a partner for, for these uh, recycling programs. And if this is done, finally, uh, of course, we want to add them, those companies, to our website and include them in our communication program. That's really interesting to learn how that whole process works. Um, Marika, looking towards the future, I believe one of your main goals for 2023 is you know, engaging more brand owners and informing them that the release liners from self-adhesive labels can be recycled 
and also to motivate them to separate them from collection as well. So how do you plan to do that? Well, so uh, we did a lot of brainstorming at our last in-person meeting in Barcelona and came up with a couple of measures. Um, the first measure is to increase our media work to make uh, C-Lab better known to the world outside and uh, mainly to the brand owners because that's where the majority of the liner actually ends up, the release liner. And that's where we want to have it back from. So we started a couple of weeks ago with sending out a press release, which was actually very well received, where we talked about, you know, the existence of C-Lab, but also the new website, and most importantly, the recycling map, the map of recyclers, which you can access there to actually find a recycling partner. Um, we created a little bit of buzz with that. Um, then um, another always ongoing measure is that uh, we go to events. So trade fairs and conferences, where Offaly does a great job in positioning C-Lab and making it more well-known amongst uh, brand owners, but also other users of labels. Then we also um, are trying to, let's say, narrow down more and more the relevant stakeholders, because that's key. If you want to communicate, you always need to know who you want to reach with the communication. And in our cases, we have seen that uh, the most relevant ones are facility managers, waste managers of the big companies, uh, big and small companies, of course, um, HSEQ managers. So um, everybody who's kind of like involved in managing the waste and the resources within companies is like very welcome to us. And uh, well, one of the measures, of course, also is being here today. I know that Packaging Europe usually has a lot of brand listeners, audience that interacts with the content. So if you're listening to us today, get in touch so that we can see if we can help recycle your liner. Thank you, Marika. And finally, uh, Ralph, uh, what other goals and targets would you like to achieve in the next few years? Yeah, it's already mentioned the, the strategic goal of, of C-Lab is to make the self-adhesive label industry more circular and therefore more sustainable. Marika already told us that uh, the self-adhesive labels play a major role in the packaging industry and can significantly help to make packaging uh, as such more circular and more sustainable. And uh, specific targets, we want to offer cost-effective collection and recycling solutions in all regions of Europe. Yeah, today we are, the network is uh, different, uh, dense in, in, in different regions in Europe, and we want to really reach a good coverage of all European regions. Second, of course, we want to reach a recycling ratio of uh, more than 75% of used release liner recycling within Europe. I think a very ambitious goal, and we're working very hard for that. And for matrix re recycling, uh, we want to identify and, and, and create, uh, let's say, a relevant number of operationally working solutions for recycling of self-adhesive label matrix with partners all over Europe. And last but not least, uh, we want to develop tools and documents in, in order to educate the relevant people in the relevant companies about the possibilities and advantages of joining our recycling value stream and being more circular to make you know, the packaging industry and make make uh, people who consume the pack 
goods uh, to be more sustainable and to support recycling streams in Europe. Well, thank you very much for that, Ralph. Well, on that note, we've come to the end of our discussion for today. Um, thank you very much to Ophili, Ralph and Marika for sharing your insights on the podcast today and also to our listeners for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And if you've enjoyed the podcast and are listening on a platform where you are able to like us or leave a review, please do. And thank you very much for listening.